When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! 14 USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I just want to play hockey. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back again, back-to-back weeks. That's a rarity for us, but I uh, had a good one last week with Michael T. Ryan. He, by the way, said that he will look for his little varsity jacket that he got for being in all three Mighty Ducks films, nice. and he will pull it out of storage and maybe take a picture. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, other than that, I feel like we we got a bit to get through. Uh, first of all, Kevin, I haven't checked your old kin token recently. I can. I'll pull it up right now. I can. Okay, yeah, you pull it up, and and it was in bad shape though. It it's, was like it's hovering around thirty bucks. It's at thirty dollars and eight cents. Right okay. Now. So for those of you who are new listeners who have forgotten about some of the bits that we do, Kevin invested. $300 into Kin Token, which is a cryptocurrency. When was this, Kevin? About a year uh, this ago? was around last Christmas. Last. Okay. Maybe okay. January. After Kevin received a nice little Christmas bonus, he decided, <laughs> let me invest $300 yeah. in cryptocurrency. And how did you pick Kin Token? Uh, it was a recommendation from a colleague, or uh, my former boss. And it was a recommendation from a former colleague to him. And then he passed that along to me. The guy that recommended it. Apparently has made a decent amount of money in crypto, um, or had at that point at least. Um, but certainly but... not with Kin Token. <laughs> no, not not yet. Not yet, because yes. Kevin's three hundred dollars is now at thirty. Yes, is <laughs> primed Just... for a bounce back. Oh yeah, you know it's uh, it's like in Vegas. Right, got him right where, where I want him. If you like play roulette and you lose your first hand, then you keep trying to like double up and you keep losing. Then you got to double up and double up and double up. Well, I haven't put any more money in. Yeah, that's probably smart. Yeah. Or it'd be really smart to put a lot more money in now. Yeah. Get it while it bottoms out. I could like 10x my my, uh, portfolio. Yeah, you should put like 30,000 in. No, I'm not going to do that. I would put maybe another 300. Why don't you do that? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe this Christmas. It's an annual Christmas tradition. (laughs) A gift to myself. $300 in a kin token every year. I'll I'll consider it. All right. Well, that's something to look forward to. Anyone else has any cryptocurrency recommendations for Kevin? (laughs) Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, there's quite a few cryptocurrencies out there at this point. So, yeah. Any recommendations for Kevin? I'm sure he will jump on them because his first investment is going well. So uh, He hasn't lost it all yet, and it's been 10 months. That's true. I don't even really know how that works. Like, What happens when it gets to zero? Yeah, I don't really know. I guess you can cash out. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you just leave it. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's just zero for maybe we'll bounce back from zero. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird strange times we live in. Yeah. For sure. Very, very weird. Uh I believe 
this is the first one. Besides, we had a guest in the last one, so this is really the first time to talk about the wedding, if you guys uh, would like to yes. talk about the wedding. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anything stick out to you? So, of course, uh, Mike uh, was married a couple of weeks ago, and both uh, Kevin and I were, uh, were groomsmen. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we didn't want to uh, bog down our guests by giving some fun details of the wedding. Um, but what stuck out to me most was that Kevin was late. I was late <laughs> on the one on, on the day of. But hey, I got well, dressed yeah, in on time the day of you were late. <laughs> like you were late. Oh, the day after. I was late to one thing. You yeah. were late to the start of the entire day. <laughs> it was, and it wasn't it was like a tall 15 order. minutes. Being there at 8.30, that was a pretty tall order. 45, the day after. A, it was a like 55 minutes. It, yeah, and it was very difficult to get up that early. I got up that early. Well, I know, but I, I'm, that doesn't you know, discount the fact that it was... And I live much farther away than you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It was, it was tough. It was tough to get and up And I actually was a few minutes late because the train was late. That's mm. fine, though. Yeah. Not because my, you know... I decided to turn my phone off when the <laughs> alarm went off. A couple, uh, a couple highlights. Mike did not sweat through his shirt. That's yeah, he had an undershirt on. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Mike did not wear an undershirt to Tommy's wedding and and sweat through his shirt. Um, he's quite the dance machine. Whenever you get him out there. Yeah. Um, he had uh, he did the worm a couple times. I think I did it once because my little cousins were trying to they, be the worm they were showing you up man yeah, yeah i did lose the dance battle to the 12 year old every we, we 12 all tried year old to learn. does uh fortnite dances yeah now. we yeah. all tried to learn to, to floss and that's like i can't do it i like, can't do it either it's so hard we it makes practice. no sense like physically the way that it works <laughs> i don't know it's uh for those of you that don't know that what flossing is michael put something in the show notes Sure, or you can just <laughs> Google it. Like it's pretty much like common knowledge now. Like even the grandmas know what flossing is at this point. It's like the dab, like two years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, Duck called a, to Scotty. He did. Uh, he did, he had some good moves. Yeah. Out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, we we were able to organize a group quack. We got Mike's dad to lead it. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that was did, lovely. Did quack it up. So yeah. Do you have that on video? Good times all around. Uh, I mean, not from the official highlight video. Did not make the official highlight video. That's but true. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. That was probably like a strict, uh, strict request from Mal that it not make the highlight. <laughs> Don't video. Don't put that in. <laughs> no, all I right. was only in the highlight video for like very briefly I in know. the background. I, I felt a little you, gypped. You had you had a nice little scene. Yeah, yeah you, with your girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, but it was like very clear, like like people walking on the aisle, and they cut away very quickly before <laughs> Kevin and I were there. It's like. Uh, like didn't didn't want any evidence of us. Yeah, they they did pull away from like the bridal party coming down pretty quickly. But I don't know. I think the only but, bridal party member who was featured in it was um the maid of honor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like when we're you mean during the ceremony? During in the video, like oh, the entire well, seven minute video. I mean my brother gave a speech and he was in there a lot. Uh my other brother had a had a short few seconds but yeah it was just kind of a random sampling there so good times good times all around it was fun i'd give it a eight out of ten <laughs> right, i'll take it it's good yeah uh, and it yeah. rained though and that that kind of impacted it obviously yeah. mike had nothing to do with that but yeah that caused some headaches yeah the whole wedding was or the, the whole reception was really cool it was like an old town like yeah. an old timey town. Yeah. Like a yeah. Western town. And it was supposed to be outside on the main street, but then it rained, so we had to go into a building, which was not quite as fun, but it all worked out. 
Good times. Good times. Let's move to the topic at hand. Tommy, what is the topic today? Uh, the topic today, and I think this is a pretty good one that uh, Mike came up with. Um, it's what uh, what were you know the Mighty Ducks films like, uh, specifically D1 for Adam Banks through his lenses. Yeah, I don't know where I got this from, or I don't remember where I got this from, I should say. It just sort of popped in that it's a very different film if you look at it through young Adam Banks' eyes. So we'll just sort of start with kind of the first time we meet him, which is when D5 is playing the Hawks. And Banks, do you think Banks realizes or he sort of picks up that Bombay is a pupil of Riley's? Like how much is Banks paying attention at that point? I think Banks is all about hockey. I think he probably knows who Gordon Bombay is, but maybe he doesn't realize he's coaching District 5 right now because mm. he sets this Hawks record yeah. you know, for in for goals in a game. You know, is it likely to think that Gordon Bombay, who scored however many hundred goals in that one season, setting ninety-eight, yeah, setting an absurd record, surely had the old record for goals in a game? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I think it'd be one of those scenarios where he knows who Gordon Bombay is, but like, if you've never really seen him, you'd mm-hmm. have no idea. Like, oh, the hey, like, that's Gordon Bombay right there. So he just knows him because of sort of the Hawks legend about yeah. young Gordon Bombay. Okay. So he comes in, obviously just destroys D5, sets a new Hawks record. Uh, do we feel like he's like having fun with this domination? Because he's, he's very emotionless throughout. Uh, yeah, just how does Banks sort of see that game? I think he's bored more than anything. Like Almost like he feels that playing against such lowly competition like hurts him. You know, I don't know. I feel like he wants to run it up, um, and so he gets the praise from his coach, like nice going, Banks. You know, new Hawks record. You, you got to wonder: does he get the praise from his dad? Is he always just trying to impress his dad? I get the feeling that his dad, although obviously kind of a dick, wearing Hawks gear when he's at Ducks games, etc. <laughs> we've established this. You know, he he encourages his son, and he's not like a ridiculous like helicopter parent where he's like, we're practicing three hours a day no matter what. You know. So he probably sees, like, the more I do, or the better I do at hockey, the more my dad loves me. So that's probably what he thinks. Mm. One of those relationships. But I I feel like it would be, like, after that game, like, how many goals did he score? I don't think they ever say. Yeah, so they scored 17 in the game? I believe so. So say he scored 12 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like after that game, his dad would have been like, you should have scored at least 20 on those kids. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like he had a really good game, but his dad would like find some way Be like, to hey, like... you did great. Now, what do you do for your encore performance? Yeah. No, just... I think it, I think it would be worse than that. I think it would be like, like you he... really should have put up 20 against those Yeah, losers. you had like... 21 shots and you only scored 15 goals. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you get a 96% and then your dad's like, what happened to the other 4%? That happened to me one time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He was mostly joking, but (laughs) there was a a hint of truth in there. But What was the test on? I don't remember. It was in like fifth grade. Mm. Yeah. It was like maybe between fourth and sixth grade. One of those three grades. It's maybe like world capitals or something. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. I always forget Montpelier. That's uh, Uh, Vermont. Yeah. It's not a world capital. Oh. I thought you were saying state capitals. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I guess I missed that part. Oh, 
wouldn't be the first time you just weren't paying attention. I would during suck the pod. at world capitals. Like even back then. Yeah. I don't even think I would have been good at that. I was yeah, good it's, at state it's capitals, difficult. But state capitals, I get them all down. Yeah. Let's hear it. You, I mean, <laughs> I can't like rifle them off. But if you tell me a state, I'll get it. Alabama. Um, it's that one uh, Montgomery. Nice. Nice. Let's. Yeah. We'll give it two more. Two more. Kevin, throw one out there. Um, South Carolina. Um, Columbia. That's correct. What about Wyoming? Cheyenne. Nice. Uh, well done, Tommy. <laughs> Coming through with the state capitals. So let's get back to Adam Banks, who is. Nothing. Those are actually the only three I know. So <laughs> very <laughs> lucky. Pure luck. Pure luck. But you brought up a good point, or I think. Kevin said he might have been a little bored at that game, which brings me to a a good sort of question. Like, should Banks have been somewhere else? Should he have been playing in a higher level league at that point? Should he have been playing either up in age or up in competition somewhere else? I I think that's pretty apparent uh, that he should be. Although, I guess the one kind of thing that might detract from that is like, he doesn't light the world on fire as a duck like he's not like incredible when he's a duck like he's good but, yeah um and maybe it's just like he he's playing on that team that's just so good um that it kind of makes him stand out a bit more um because he doesn't continue scoring 12 goals a game as a duck you know um that's true um, but he probably should have been yeah <laughs> i, I think he should have been playing up but you know one thing his dad says is like oh you know his brother was a hawk you know, all his little friends are hot. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, hey, I don't want to play on any other team because I'm a hawk. And, you know, whenever my eligibility with the Hawks is done, then, yes, I will go beyond this. And this is under the assumption that the hawk, the Hawks isn't like a like a system. So it's like they're not like the they're not like the, the sixth hawks grade all hawks, the, way through the seventh grade hawks. Oh, they, yeah. You know, the, I don't really know. I think I think they would be. That's sort of how. The travel teams worked, at least in, in Michigan, where you were the Eagles. Like, I was the Eagles from when I was in So you're like the, the 98 Eagles. Yeah, exactly. Eagles, it's your birth yeah. year, and then you go all the way up. So, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, they were, it was just a, a rogue league, as we've figured out mm-hmm. here, that maybe he should have been playing somewhere more sanctioned, for lack of a better term. But could be a discussion for another day there. Going back to the actual film at hand, so Banks is getting ready for warm-ups, and then he gets pulled out of warm-ups and says, hey, you can't play, and he, his dad comes down, coaches are angry. What is Banks supposed to do in that situation? Can he do anything? Should he be angry, or should he just go out and play? What would a, I guess we're talking about a 10-year-old kid, what should a 10-year-old kid do in that situation? I mean, I think him, he would just not play. I mean, there's not really a whole lot of recourse a 10-year-old has, I don't think. Yeah, uh, he, he you, you do what the adults say. I mean, unless you're just like, I'm just, you have to come get me off the ice or something like that, mm-hmm. and then they just go get him. Can, can we have a quick little side discussion real quick? So how how was it that the Hawks weren't penalized for playing him? I think they – that is a good point. They should have forfeited games. Yeah. They should have forfeited games. I think the league obviously seems to be in cahoots with Riley and uh, Banks' dad, Phillip, 
maybe they said, oh, honest mistake. He can't play from here on out, but we'll let the pass be the pass. I have, I have a quick, and maybe this doesn't line up because, you know, Hans is showing the, the, the tables. But we've always wondered, the Ducks are the worst team in the league. Yeah. Why aren't they playing the Hawks in the first run of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Maybe the Hawks had to forfeit oh, a number of games, thus maybe giving them, like, the number, you know, six seed or something, yeah. or the number three seed. That would make sense. Yeah. Although, do we see a tree at any point? Do we see a playoff tree? I don't think we see we, a tree. We just see the table. We don't. We fig- we figured it out in episode 10, I believe, where it, wow, if nice recall. we did location-based. It was by district, and the Hawks were district, or the Ducks were district 5, and the Hawks were district 6. So it was like an evens odds separation of the bracket, and then that's how they ended up. But it could very well be that the Hawks had to forfeit games and then were not. In first place, but also it's very clear that um you know, you know Coach Riley, Ducksworth are both kind of pulling a lot in this town. Yeah, so they're not going to be penalized in the uh, the Precious Hawks. Yeah, so I don't know. So really, Banks's first interaction with Bombay is Bombay telling him he can't play hockey and play with his friends, and then they, I assume, Phil clues add him in a little bit on just kind of what's going on and they worked out a deal and then Bombay comes back and says no I'm not gonna pull my protest and then Banks has to go into the Mighty Ducks locker room and he's gotta not only meet the Ducks but he's gotta meet Bombay like shouldn't there be an animosity between Bombay and Banks there yeah you gotta feel like Banks' dad as well as you know um Coach Riley are like just talking shit oh, about Bombay, just like him, yeah. throwing him under. Like now you got to think, well, maybe Banks does know who Bombay is, and he still kind of reveres him, and uh-huh. so he's not. Oh, here's this douchebag coach. It's like, you know, this he was the best ever. Like I could yeah. learn something from him. Like, and he seems like, you know, for Phil Knight's flaws, like he's or not Knight, <laughs> um, <laughs> Phil uh, Phil Banks's flaws. It's like he's maybe like the mom is just a really good mom. So Banks seems like level headed. He's like a good kid. And so maybe he's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to take the best out of this and I'm not going to judge Bombay because I respect him as a player. And like he says, I, I just want to play hockey. I, I think maybe it's on some level, too, he might kind of be like, oh, wow, I get to play for Bombay. Like, yeah, I exactly. Learn a thing or two from him. Yeah. Maybe. And, and he's like, I've done it all with the Hawks. Like, what's yeah. there to do with the Hawks? Yeah. yeah. It's like a new challenge almost. Is there anyone in the Banks family that sort of gets that? train of thought going whether it's mrs banks or phil banks it's like hey bombay is like a legend around here you could learn something from him or is this something banks realizes himself maybe mrs like when like the dad is like just yelling at dinner or something he goes upstairs and and adam is clearly like you know distraught and mom's like hey maybe you know you could learn something from this uh you know bombay character maybe she brings like an old vhs tape of his like highlights and stuff here he is skating around on a pond (laughs) (laughs) yeah Get some news clippings. Yeah. They made this weird documentary about him when he was <laughs> 10 years old yeah. on a pond. And his mom was a great videographer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there... I mean, they certainly seem to at least live close to one another. Or Banks... I, there is a theory that Banks lived in Bombay's old house. Is there some sort of relationship between the Bombay family and the Banks family? Well, perhaps Hans is some kind of connection there. Oh. So Hans is the one who points out like this illegal district boundary. Yes. 
Now, he doesn't do this if he doesn't like know about Adam Banks, and he obviously follows the league, so he knows who Banks is, but maybe Banks has come into the skate shop or whatever and gotten gear or something, or although you feel like Banks is going to like more like a wealthy established skate shop. So I don't know, maybe maybe Hans has like talked to Banks before and he knows like this could be a good outcome or something. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. So we go in and bot or Banks steps into a locker room where everyone seems to hate him. Other than I guess Charlie. Charlie's like, Hi, I'm Charlie. And on behalf of the Ducks, I'd like to say, Well uh! and then <laughs> yeah. Jesse interjects cake eater. Yeah. So, like, if I'm Banks, I'm like, I don't want to play with these kids. But I guess if you want to play hockey, you have to play with these kids. Like, does he do the right thing and just play with them? Or should he, like, try to, like, talk it out? He just sort of sort of goes silent and just steps on the ice. I think he handles it pretty well, like, as, as well as one could um, in that circumstance. Like, he's not going to be chummy with them. Like, he's he's not he's basically thrust and he's like the new kid at school yeah um but i think he handles it pretty well just kind of head down play your game and then obviously they eventually all come around but um or most of them do um but i think he handles it pretty well yeah maybe he has a conversation with his mom before and he's like oh these kids aren't gonna like me he's like well you just show them what you can do on the ice and they'll respect you or something like that and so that's what he's thinking is like if they can see me on the ice and you know maybe he's you know very much afraid of them or not like afraid but you know he knows you know yelling at them is going to do nothing or maybe he is just kind of very shy to begin with yeah and i think that's pretty obvious that he is a pretty shy kid in general mm-hmm. it's like whenever they had the um like him and his hawks friends like rollerblading and like doing their shit he wasn't like the ringleader like yeah. he wasn't mcgill yeah so at least I think there's there's a way that he could look at this and say like, oh, I'm playing for this coach who's a legend, but is also kind of a dick. And then I'm also playing for this team who all seem to be kind of dicks to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that or do you think he sort of looks at the positive and says like, oh, they just like hate the Hawks or they hate. They don't hate me. They just hate like what they think of me. Like I, I just need to get to know them. Real quick, Banks is at their school, right? That's a good question. I I mean, he's from Edina. They're all from Minneapolis. Well, so. in the I Will Not Quack at the Principal, is he in class? He is not. Okay. Yeah, so he probably goes to like private school. Yeah, so it's not yeah. like he knows them from school. Yeah. I I think it, uh, it kind of humbles him a little bit. I think to this point, it's like he's always been like the star, like, you know, the golden child. Um, and I think being thrust into a situation where he's not like they don't really give a shit like who who he is you know mm-hmm. um i think that maybe kind of humbles him a little bit um so i think it's probably like it's probably good for him in a certain sense mm-hmm. i think so i agree and you know he's on the hawks like all his brothers are on the hawks so he's like already a hawks legend when you show up essentially like oh yeah banks blah 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 and him always being the best everyone probably gravitates you know toward him and so here you know i think Kevin's right, it humbles him, and, you know, maybe that's why he's not scoring 12 goals a game right off the bat, because he's like, you know, oh shit, gotta deal with some adversity here. Yeah. It is easier, especially at that age, to win kids over when you're good at whatever you're doing. I think once people realize you're good, they're like, oh, 
well, you're a great guy. Like, yeah. I love you. So I, I think his demeanor also helps. Like, he's, yeah, he's not like a pompous. Yeah. Like, arro- I mean, he might be a little arrogant, but he's not like overly even confident, really. Like, um, so I think that also helps the situation along. Yeah. So then his Hawks friends just immediately turn on him. They go to the Whalers North Stars game, and then McGill does the finger guns at him and whatnot. And very violent gesture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So does Banks feel like a duck at that point? Is he in the middle still? Because at this point, he probably can't feel like a hawk. I, I bet he felt pretty lonely at that moment. Like, yeah. Especially, too, because like at school, they're not going to be his friends either. You know, so I feel like that's a pretty isolating time for him. Yeah, just really. And if he's going to this private school with the other Hawks, you know, maybe he has no friends right now. Uh huh. Yeah, just like uh, if you want to recap, Banks is pulled away from his friends, uh, goes to a team where everyone hates him, then his old friends start hating him. It's really a sad story for Adam Banks at the beginning because in the championship game, once he starts winning over his new team, he ends up getting injured and then leaves the game and they sort of forget about him. Other than, like, the end. No one asks at the end, like, oh, how's Banks doing? It wasn't even like a we did this for Banks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, at the end, he obviously gets injured. And is there any animosity that he, like, had to suffer this concussion or broken collarbone or whatever it is on this shitty little Ducks team? Instead of, you know, at a better level of competition. Well, winning cures all. That's true. And since they the Ducks win. won, I mean, Banks is probably like, hey, I was on the better team at the end. And like when you're 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever, it's like winning cures everything. And at the same time, also, like you can be best friends with someone and hate them the next day and then vice versa. And so, like, it's clear that um, Larson, like, you know, still cares about Banks. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, Terry or um, Jesse, you know, comes around and. He sees that Banks is one of the good guys. I do wonder what uh, Bombay's psyche is like at that moment. Like if he feels really guilty, you know, like he basically plucked this kid and put him directly in harm's way. Yeah. So that he could win a youth hockey tournament. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He lost his job over it. (laughs) I don't think Bombay feels bad, but he should feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting wrinkle to this whole thing there. So so after this game here, is Banks friends with Larson? Obviously, he becomes friends with the Ducks. Does he have like the Hawks friends as well? Does he get invited to Larson's birthday? Is what yeah. I think we've talked about this before, but like, yeah, like what is that dynamic? After they win? Yeah, after the game. Because Larson, all, all of a sudden, as soon as that happens... He feels bad and is like, what did you do? And then it's my job and all that. Um, so obviously McGill feels fine, but Larson sort of seems to have some remorse. I think there's maybe a split. Like some of the Hawks are like, all right, maybe we went a little too far. But then there's the, there's the McGill and his whoever his crew is. I think they are still like, yeah, fuck Adam Banks. Like that kid's a piece of shit. Yeah, I think Larson, I think Larson quits the Hawks the next oh. year. And so I think he like makes amends with Banks, and it's like, hey, you want to go watch a movie? It's like, whatever. Start playing again. Okay. So how do we look at Adam Banks? At Well, I guess at this whole 
documentary through Adam Banks' eyes. Like, is it a happy story in the end? Is it sad? He's what is the the sort of overall takeaway? If you just look? the first one, yeah, D one. Okay, Adam uh, Banks. I think it's pretty sad. Like, I think it's like just think of the amount. Like, that's quite the roller coaster ride. To, yeah, like for a ten year old <laughs> to go through in such a short period of time. I I, I do think um, the biggest piece of it is that like isolating time when he has nobody to go to that he can talk to that he can hang out with. Um, so he just kind of like loses himself in the world of hockey, you know? Um, so I think that's kind of like the darkest point. I agree. And it's also like, you know, we talked about maybe him, you know, always wanting to impress his dad or impress his coach. Um, and his dad is like, obviously not supporting him as much. So wearing his Hawks gear around him. Um, but maybe there is like Mrs. Banks. He's like mom or maybe like older brothers. They're like, Hey, you know, keep your chin up kid. And you know, it'll be all right. You know, something like that. So maybe there is like an unsung hero who he's able to go to. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely sad for him. Um, you know, it ends up working out for the best after D2, D3. But, you know, after the movie, I, him and his dad, like they got some soul searching to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The more I think about Adam Banks' whole journey in the Mighty Ducks, like the sadder it seems to me. So he gets pulled away from his friends, is isolated, as Kevin mentioned. Then once it finally starts turning his way, he gets hurt. Hurt by one of his old friends. Yeah, by one of his old friends. And his old coach. He ordered the hit. <laughs> yes. So then you go to D2, and he's obviously friends. They're all like rollerblading and whatnot. But then he has all this immense pressure on him. Gets hurt again. Uh, is able to come back, though. So it has the happy time. And then is separated from his friends again in D3. On varsity, obviously struggles. Uh, the varsity coach lets him come back to JV. So he's with his friends, but then he sort of loses his varsity spot. And his life's all about hockey. So just a really uh, a really trying few years for young Adam Banks there. You can understand why he turns to the bottle later in life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Anything else on Adam Banks before we go to the quiet question? Uh, no, I thought that was a good topic, though. Good job, Thanks, Mike. Man. I think he's... he's- I had never really thought of it this way, but it, yeah, I think he's like the saddest character in in the series. Yeah, yeah, it's really, uh, really quite tragic for him. All right, let's go. Aside from Carp, of course. <laughs> yeah, Carp. <laughs> and like when Carp is the one who like storms out and gives that weird face to Banks. Like if you can find that and put that in the show notes, Mike, just <laughs> yeah. a gif of that. It's the best part. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Quack Questionnaire. If you're unfamiliar with the Quack Question, you ask us questions on. Twitter, Facebook, and through email, we pick the best ones. We try to answer them. Usually do a pretty good job, but occasionally we just, it's a little weak. But this one will be strong. No, we always do a good job. (laughs) (laughs) This one will be strong. Kevin, what is the quiet question today? Uh, Today's quiet question comes from Eric. Uh, It's it's a very formal quiet question. It's it's great. Um, Dear sirs. Dear Mike, Tommy, and Kevin. Hmm. First, congratulations and best wishes to Mike on your marriage. Oh, thanks, Eric. Uh, Here's my quack question for you. Why does Bombay keep popping aspirins at the first District 5 game against the Hawks in D1? Does he have a headache from all the stress of dealing with kids uh, and having to play against Riley? Or is he paranoid about having a heart attack like the previous District 5 coach? Best regards, Eric with a K. Nice. Eric with a K. I mean, the easy answer here is he's hungover. Oh, yeah, I, I, 
was thinking about it. That never crossed my mind, but that makes the most sense for sure because this is something we yeah really didn't talk about, but you would figure, yeah, he's hungover and then hockey is a loud game. There's buzzers and horns. sticks and yeah, <laughs> horns and all kinds of stuff. So hungover, uh, yeah, does he have any sort of like, I guess he would definitely have some stress too from the Ducks just shitting on themselves, but yeah. It's <laughs> a great, great visual there. <laughs> um, yeah, he's obviously like yelling and stuff, so he's probably not making his headache any better. Um, like the bright lights reflecting off the ice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. He's really taking a lot of pills, though. Yeah, that is. Is he, Does he think that. Does he think about the old coach? Does he think about the coach that had a heart attack at all? Or is it this just his vices? I think it's a hangover. I 100% think it's a hangover. Tommy? I think hangover, unless it's something that's like. He really, really wants a drink, and so he's taking these aspirin as like, uh, or maybe they're not aspirin. Yeah, that's like another. <laughs> it's like think about it like um, you know, it's like nicotine gum or something. So maybe it's like, I don't know, uppers or something. I don't know. Yeah, some some lewds. Yeah, yeah. That I think that makes a lot of sense. Maybe it's a little bit of both. He's hungover and he's having withdrawals from alcohol. He's like, I'm not allowed to drink, otherwise I'm going to prison. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just do this. So, I'll just do these quaaludes. I went hard last night, and yeah, that was my last night. So this is going to get me through it. I always actually wondered, what time of day is this game? I mean... I always figured it was at night, but if it's a peewee game, maybe it's like first thing in the morning, 9 a.m., so then aspirin would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it certainly seems like it's the afternoon because he comes out of the game because he sees Hans, and he starts looking for Hans, and it's definitely light outside when he comes out of the arena. So morning afternoon it's it's sort of like overcast maybe it was like a day. 10 a.m game and yeah yeah he's just hung over i think that's i think that's our answer there all right good question eric something we really hadn't touched on all that much throughout uh this is episode 173 so still uncovering uh new rocks here so for us the com. go there contact us at quick pod on twitter facebook.com slash quick pod Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us what pills you think Gordon Bombay was actually taking. Uh, go to the shop, get some nice gear. It's fall time, get some hoodies yeah. and sweatpants and all that kind of good stuff. Sweater weather. Uh, sweater weather. Go to, uh, or no, just keep using the Amazon link. It's helping a lot. It helps pay the bills, which is appreciative. Appreciated. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Ain't no turning back. Start to be.